Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, We're celebrating 100 episodes and hearing from three people who talk briefly about their experiences with dieting and how it's affected their relationship with food. Welcome back to the Daily Dollop podcast, everybody. We are at episode 100. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I... Can't believe I've talked so much and that you guys have listened. Thank you so, so much. Guys, I would love it if someone could leave the 100th review. We're currently at 99 reviews. Number 100 is going to win a free 12 months to my online program. So please leave a five-star review and a comment. You have to leave a comment so I know who you are, really. And now I will announce the winner on my social pages um, with a screenshot of the comment. And then you just have to, you know, follow along and get in touch with me if that comment was you. Um, But thank you so much for listening, for asking your questions, for your encouragement, for your private messages. It's been great. Happy 100 episodes, dollop. My little dollop baby is 100. It's very exciting. I have to say it came up really quick. It's only April 2021, but I guess if you're doing a dollop a day, then it's easy to hit 100. (laughs) I think we might even hit 200 by the end of the year. That's crazy to think about. So look, to celebrate 100 episodes, I guess I just wanted to share some stories. And in today's episode, we're hearing from three people who have been willing to share their story with me, who briefly talk through their experiences with dieting, and how it's affected their relationship with food. If I'm honest with you, I was actually hoping that there would be a lot more stories to share and I've been doing call outs for stories on my social pages for just over a week now. Um, But what I've actually discovered is that our culture makes it really hard to share. Like to share that we failed on diets when we're actually constantly shown the success of them We're constantly shown people who succeeded on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TV, advertising, right? We're constantly shown success that to actually share that we struggled, that, you know, that we're the ones that came off second best is actually really hard. And yeah, it's really shown how, um, how ingrained this culture is even more so for me. And I'm sad about that. I'm sad that people haven't felt brave enough to share, but I actually fully understand why they haven't. Um, yeah, I really understand why they haven't and and share their story with me. So I guess I hope that today that even just these three stories, as well as I want to share a little bit about mine, just makes you feel like that you are not alone in your struggles if restrictive dieting or fad diets have damaged your relationship with food, that you're not a failure that you are not a second-rate human being, that there is nothing wrong with you at all and that it's it's everything about the diet industry and our culture. That's where it's wrong. It's definitely not you. You are a worthy 
precious and wonderful human being and what you choose to eat each day does not affect that in any way, shape or form. So look, my story is that I started becoming weight and body conscious probably around 18, 17, 18 years old. I was pretty lucky in that I grew up pretty sheltered by my family. My parents were the ministers of a church, so I had a pretty sheltered upbringing. I didn't watch much. I wasn't allowed to watch much on TV or read magazines. or So I, as a result, I was pretty sheltered. And so that meant that I just didn't really think about my body and, and how it looked or anything relative to, to other things. But of course, the older I got, the more I saw and the more I started considering as I saw different images of uh, what my body was in comparison to that. And I um, probably, as I got into uni, started becoming a little bit more conscious of what I was eating and thought that I, you know, wanted to be thinner. And I remember like trying to join the gym and, and try and reduce what I was eating, but I always felt so hungry and would end up just like eating heaps <laughs> at the end of the day, um, of course, because I hadn't eaten throughout the day and I, I had no idea what I was doing. And then starting to study nutrition, I started to understand obviously more about energy balance and macronutrients and diet quality and, and things like that. But the whole, you know, restrictive dieting, the whole relationship with food, the sociology of food, none of that stuff really started to connect with me until later on in my career, really in my undergrad, you know, I just knew about nutrients and energy and and I was like, okay, all I have to do is manipulate these things and I can be leaner. And so where it really sort of hit a, a, a breaking point for me was when I was first married. So I got married at 20, I was really young. And so in my 21st year, I did a bikini body challenge with a lady at work. So I was working in a weight loss clinic at the time and another lady at work wanted to do a bikini body challenge and so reading through these fitness magazines these people were just popped onto this pedestal of being like dedicated and disciplined and just amazing humans because of what they could achieve with their body and because they were so disciplined and and everything with their food and exercise like they should be worshipped and adored and I was just like oh man if that's what it takes to be a high achiever, like to be a good person. I was like, I want to do that because I am naturally a high achiever and I put a lot of stock in my achievements and my in my worth and value as a human, which is something that I'm still working on today. But certainly as a 21-year-old, huge emphasis on my achievements with my value. And so even though I wasn't overweight and was perfectly healthy weight, I was like, I need to be leaner. And I thought, you know, I want to be more disciplined. I want to have self-control. Yep, I want to persevere. Um, I want to be motivated. I want all of those great character traits for sure. And, you know, if I'm more attractive, if my abs showed, great, I'll have that too. And unfortunately, that diet sparked years of disordered eating behavior for me of, you know, starting a diet every Monday only to binge by the weekend or I would hardly eat throughout the day only to overeat at the end of the day. I was constantly thinking about food all the time, feeling guilty if I didn't eat the right thing or if I went over my calorie target. I hated every part of my body, almost thinking the more I hated it, surely that would fuel my motivation to just get it right this time. And it just, I wasted 
years of my 20s before I realized that health was so much more than sticking to a restrictive diet. And I'm actually really grateful. I fell pregnant with my daughter at 24. And for the first time since I became an adult, I stopped thinking about food and trying to diet and get leaner. And oh, I can't, I can't even begin to describe the weight that lifted off my shoulders because now I was like growing a human. And I also had like so bad morning sickness, so bad that I vomited my guts out and I ended up losing seven kilos in my first trimester of pregnancy. And I remember people being like, oh my God, you're so lucky. And I remember thinking, this is actually so warped because I killed myself for years trying to lose this weight and look this skinny. And yet here I am, sick as a dog, vomiting my guts out. I can't keep food down and this is how I've lost to this weight and people are like calling me lucky. I was just like, man, I would give anything to be able to eat food again because I feel so rubbish and I don't want to be this skinny if this is what it takes to be this thin. It just was a big wake-up call for me that I'm really um, grateful for. But even still, you know, there was times after I had my son where I wanted to lose some weight after having him. And I certainly did it a little bit more balanced, but there were still elements of me, you know, creeping back to disordered behaviors. Like, you know, if I didn't wear my heart rate monitor, then the exercise session didn't count and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and so I'd do it again. Right. So by the time I was, I'd had my son, I was starting my own business And of course, I was helping people lose weight and I was still really working on my own stuff then. But fast forward 10 years and I've become much more attuned to this social cultural element of nutrition. So not only understanding, obviously, the energy and the nutrients and stuff, which is important, but it's also understanding all the other things that go along with eating as well. And you can't neglect that stuff. It's so important that we take the whole person and the whole gamut of eating and how we approach food rather than just nutrients and energy. But anyway, we're going to hear from three people now who just sort of sum up actually quite nicely these elements of how restrictive dieting and fad diets can um, affect us. So let's hear the first one. I'm 30 years old now and the last time I've been to a new nutritionist is three years ago. That's because after going back and forth in between numerous professionals since the early 20s, that last person finally taught me how to balance my dishes instead of shoving me into a new diet. They were like, get out here and come back next month eating your legumes or we're cutting this, this, this and adding those boring stuff here. Uh, the current professional I go and I recommend it to all my friends show me that I can get leaner, eat healthy and still enjoy my meals. I can have legumes and some fatty side dishes, as long as it's all balanced and without exaggerations. I also see the same honesty and balance on your work, and I love the podcast. I'm Igor Santos, and best wishes from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Thank you so much, Igor. So I've got a listener in Brazil. Shout out to my Brazil listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Dollop. I love so much about this story. You know, he went to professional after professional who just felt like he was shoved into a particular diet, right? And and really, when I say diet, I'm just meaning like this set rules and regulation, like just do this or follow this or cut this out, right? Whereas he actually found somebody who taught him how to eat. And it wasn't just like, you know, just do this, right? He, he did ongoing sessions with that guy, taught him how to balance his plate and include legumes and find the balance that's right for him and enjoy his meals. And 
this story for me is actually sums up the end goal. It's the end goal for me for working with my clients that you feel like this guy, that you feel confident in your food choices, that you're not constantly stressing about what you're eating, that you know how to balance your plate, that you know how to include your favorite things in the balance that's right for you, right? You, you're feeling good about your food choices. This is the end goal because food is just a tool to help you do life well. Then you want to move on and, and focus on the things in life that you actually love. So thank you so much for that um, story. I, I'm so grateful for you submitting it and also that you're listening from Brazil. I think that's super cool. Let's hear from the next listener. Hi, Kate. Congratulations on your 100th episode of The Daily Dollop. You're such a great achievement. My experience with weight loss programs is pretty similar. I have done a well-known three-month online program. It was very restrictive and it was a one-size-fits-all, which didn't really suit me. I was always hungry and the calories were restrictive. The set menus didn't teach me how to eat properly. Exercise was not for beginners or complete numpties like me. I've also done a high protein program and lost interest for the same reasons. And who knows why I signed up for something different, which was really the same anyway. What works for me is understanding what I'm doing and what I'm creating for my food and where my balance sits. The pre-built programs just made me a robot with no responsibility with what I was eating. Thank you for the daily dollop and congratulations on your 100th episode. Thank you so much and thank you for sharing your message. One of the things that really resonated with me is that the structured programs made you feel like a robot and you're not a robot. You're a human being. You're also not a numpty either as well because just because you don't know how to, can't do the fitness programs that these, some of these, yeah, me too, mate. Me too. And you're not a numpty. We are not numpties. Um, You're wonderful. And I just, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I think there will be a lot of people who will resonate with that feeling of being on a, a, a program, feeling restrictive. You're always hungry. It's not suiting your lifestyle. And, and that you're finding that understanding what you're doing and the balance is right for you is what's helping you. And I think that that is so important. Like you're a human being, you're an adult, you can eat whatever you want. Once you start to understand that and you can fill in with good knowledge and good skill, that's when you can start to actually find the healthy eating pattern that suits you. And this is what I'm really passionate about teaching is this food confidence. And unfortunately, it's not a quick fix. It takes time to build this kind of knowledge base. It takes time to build this kind of food confidence. So we're just going to hear one more story for today. I grew up watching my mum try and fail diet after diet. I don't think she ever complimented herself on the way she looked. She would always tell me that having four children made her fat. To me, though, she was just my mum. To me, she was the picture of beauty. She was all I knew and gave me everything I ever needed. I would listen to her tell all her friends on a Friday night over wine, cheese and pizza. But she was starting a diet on Monday. I would watch as she bought all the healthy foods, gave it a good crack, celebrated the kilos as her only measure of success, and then fall off the wagon. I would watch how much it would devastate her when the strict diet couldn't be sustained and she began to regain the kilos. I always wondered what she was measuring herself against. 
I've listened to her over the years about fad diets and why they work, no carbs, more fats, restrict your calories for two days a week. It's no surprise that this mindset rubbed off on me and my three siblings. It's not my mum's fault though. She was led to believe that she would be some sort of better human if she was just to lose those last few kilos. I'm sure some of it was for health, but most of it was never feeling comfortable in her own skin. I watched her today. She still doesn't understand how to nourish herself correctly. She thinks cutting out bad foods like sugar and carbs is what is required, but she can never stick it out. I'm now 30. I look back and feel sad at how diet culture has influenced my perception of my body. I was 10 kilos lighter and very fit before having my babies. I was still never enough. What I wish is that I got taught how to truly nourish my body so that I didn't feel the need to diet, to maintain just a healthy weight that was right for me. We have to stop being influenced by the crap we see in the media and start learning how to live. Your program is changing how I live, not necessarily my weight, but my understanding of food and nourishment. And for that, I thank you all. Thank you so much for that. I actually have heard that a couple of times now in prepping for this episode, but it, it brought tears to my eyes this time around um, because I just think of the wasted years, you know, of that mum not ever feeling good enough and, and trying and failing for so long, but that then rubbing off, you know, it's like legacy dieting um, on kids that then grow up to feel the same kind of pressure that we're never good enough, you know, and and never being taught how to truly nourish our bodies. We're just, with yeah. Anyway, I wasn't planning on getting emotional, but I am an emotional one. So thank you so much for everybody who shared their story on the Daily Dollop today. If you are feeling more brave to share your story with me, you absolutely can. And maybe I'll do another episode down the track or you can just share it with me and I won't pass it on. But I just, if you're feeling stressed or anxious or worried or like a failure with food, you are not alone and it doesn't have to be this way. So please reach out to me if you would like some help and support because yeah, you don't have to live your life with food stress. Have a wonderful day team. I want you to nourish yourselves. Know that you are worthy, precious and valuable humans regardless of what you eat. And I will catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.